Welcome to Disney Minus, the uh, Disney movie podcast where we're watching everything on Disney Plus, mostly. And I'm Steven, and this is a podcast starring everybody and me. <laughs> I'm Kat, and to be honest, we're not even really hosting. We're just dubbed. Nah. Uh, and I'm Nero, and I hope... Oh, wow, that was a bad criminal already. I'll just do Fozzie. I hope you're ready for an hour of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta warm my pipes up. Don't hurt yourself now. Oh, I'll be fine. Kermit can never hurt me. That's what he wants you to think. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what we think. That's what we hope. Has, a, has Kermit ever been depicted holding a gun? I feel like that's gotta be somewhere. I'm sure he has. I have to do my own my own research, but uh, yeah, we watched the Great Muppet Caper, the second Muppet movie. Yes. Uh, where they go to England and have a fun caper. Because, cause honestly, like, the Muppet yeah, movies, you can more or less just watch in any order, so. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's been a while since I saw a Muppet movie, and then I forgot how nice it is to just sit back and relax and, and let uh, the chaos wash over you. I know. Oh, goodness. So what's this that you're sending? And also, I found Kermit holding a gun. Oh, did <laughs> okay. you? I put it in the uh, I put it oh, in the yeah. here chat. But I mean, like in a that that's obviously from like a joke video. I mean, an official Muppet product of Kermit holding a gun. Nah, the closest thing I found was just a shop replacing his banjo with a gun. Oh, please oh. hold, please hold. Oh, did you find something? Pardon me. Oh shit! There it is. Kermit the Frog wanted for murder. <laughs> hey hey! <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there we go. He he has indeed been officially uh, depicted holding a gun, and now I have to uh, lock my windows at night. <laughs> gun Kermit is real, and he can hurt you. So, great Muppet caper. It is a difficult. It is a, at the same time a difficult and easy movie to summarize. Uh, here's the summary of it. Uh, the Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo are working for a newspaper, and they investigate a a, a jewel theft. Yeah, and and find the culprit. That's the plot. Miss Piggy, not gets really framed. that relevant. And the yeah, fact that really. Gordon and uh, or the Kermit and Fozzie are playing identical twin brothers. Yes, that somehow. is very funny. But they both that have is... to be wearing a hat. <laughs> That is one of my favorite runners in this movie, just the identical twins bit and how everyone plays along. Um, only when they're wearing hats, though, yes. Like, even the little throwaway line later, you know, look at a bear. It's like, no, sweetie, that's a frog. Bears wear hats. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a Muppeteer and his actual daughter, by the way. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun cameos. Jim Henson cameos at one point. Yeah. Um, John Cleese. Peter Falk. Uh, in an apparently uncredited cameo, but I think everyone who was watching this movie would absolutely know that it was Peter Falk. Um, a lot of Columbo heat going on. A lot of people watching <laughs> Columbo lately. So it was it was very interesting to see him pop up. I can't wait to talk about that scene because it, it's fucking incredible. Uh, the like insane story he comes up with for Kermit. That was just oh my god, Kermit's reaction to it is great. I mean, we'll get there, of course. Damn. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. First, we have to get to the complete and utter like 
insanity chaos <laughs> that is the opening of this movie. I lo- uh, we I love start the off of this imme- so much. It's great. We start off immediately breaking the fourth wall uh, with with Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo flying over the credits and talking over them. Yeah. At one point, Fozzie asks, "What does BSC stand for?" Oh crap! I looked it up. I saw no. what that what that stood for, but I forgot. I don't know, Fozzie. And then, uh, and then Kermit pulls the rope to start the movie, which means crashing the, <laughs> the hot air balloon. One one bit of trivia that I saw on IMDb that I just love was actually talking about how they filmed that. Apparently, um, Kermit, Gonzo, and um, Fozzie obviously were remote controlled for that part, but they had yeah. all of the voice actors in a helicopter nearby, and a dude like just kind of tacked onto the bottom of the helicopter with a camera pointed at the hot air balloon a helicopter how do they cut out all i guess they had to cut out all the um really good video or audio editing i guess i guess yeah yeah Just muted that channel or something helicopters are loud, <laughs> They're loud as shit, um dude. yeah i feel like a lot of this movie is just the jim henson company flexing oh god and so saying much. check out all the shit we can do with puppets you ain't ever seen shit uh, anyone do shit like this with puppets before? See a puppet ride a bike? Got a whole musical <laughs> yeah. number about it. Yeah, so it's not just that we're doing the most random shit we could think of, but we're doing it with puppets. Yeah, no, and because, yeah, and why? Because that. fuck you. Because we can. So, <laughs> fuck yeah, me, they, that's why. They crash to a street which is crowded with just like just the most random smattering of people in co- in like costumes like you got it's... cab drivers dudes washing windows i think i saw a mime yeah there's definitely a mime in there somewhere i'm pretty sure i saw a guy on stilts at one point yeah sweetums is there for like a minute yeah we start with the opening number uh it's a movie <laughs> hey a movie <laughs> And it's starring everyone and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the bad guy of the film. I, I mean, yes. he's doing his first heist, which who, barely matters. But who is uh, played by recently past uh, a comedy great Charles Grodin? Um, he's been in a lot of stuff, but he's he's very famous as like a deadpan comedian, and he's he's doing that <laughs> bit quite a lot in this movie. Yeah, he's very good at it. Um, He's he's pretty great. We also see, yeah we see the the first heist where uh, uh, this lady's jewels are stolen right off of her neck. <laughs> yeah, what, um, did did he just like put on a domino mask and run up and grab it? Is that what happened? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> he, he did like kung fu moves and then grabbed the the necklace. It's a it, genius heist, yeah. my man. Thank you. I mean, if he pulled it um, off, it worked. If it works, it works. We take those. It did. But so Lady Holiday, who is the like the the rich lady in this movie, is played by Diana Rigg. That's right. Who I knew it was someone I knew is probably most well known these days for playing Lady Olena Tyrell on Game of Thrones. Yep, still active even even her age uh, yeah. today. She was in oh, which Bond movie was she in? Hang on. Which I love the fact that they have her walking out of a store called Bond. <laughs> yep, she played Tracy Bond. The thing about the thing about um, writing notes 
for a Muppet movie is that it's futile because so much of it <laughs> is fast-paced sight gags and slapstick. And, and, and slapstick that if you tab away to write a note to, you just, you'll just miss it. Yeah. You miss like 20 I mean, things happening and, at once. <laughs> yeah, so it's like my notes are pretty light. Um, and I, I'm just basically going by by remembrance, but this is a this is a high energy film God's where a lot of things happen. I I had to watch this movie twice because I turned it on last night and I was like, okay, I'll have this on and I can watch that while I'm doing the dishes really quick. And I literally like <laughs> turned my back to put up silverware, turned back around and had no idea what was happening. Yeah, no, yep. that's a bad idea. Yeah, so I was like, I'll just pause this and start it over when I'm done. Yeah, but all well, all of this jewel thievery is going on in the background our our intrepid <laughs> reporter trio oh there's a bit where uh in, in the opening number kermit literally explains in this movie me and fozzy are gonna be playing reporters <laughs> yeah. um we're, gonzo as a photographer yeah we're playing crack reporters with gonzo as our photographer <laughs> you know this made me think though has there ever and i'm not gonna count statler and waldorf in this because they always do it but has there been a muppet movie yet where they don't break the fourth wall at some point oh i gotta say probably not yeah and yeah, like, even, even not. if you take even if you take statler and waldorf out of the equation and those two are like my favorites and never ever take settler and waldorf out of the Hell equation no. no i'm pretty sure no I like think so even in... it it's definitely a style of theirs yeah like even even the ones where they're specifically doing a thing like treasure island and, it's kind um, of like yeah. a trademark of the Muppets, though. It's like even if it's yeah. a TV show or a movie or whatever, they're gonna break the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. So while all of that is happening, uh, they have written a story about how two identical twins join <laughs> the uh, the Chronicle. It's themselves. They're the identical twins. Yes, they made themselves, themselves the front page. And this is I love this running gag. Uh, where they're talking to their editor, who's who's slamming his desk in rage, uh, and every time he does so, a random object pops up into the air, and all three of them go ah in unison. And this happened several times, and yeah. every single fucking time, it made me laugh. Oh my god! At one like, point, we find out that the the editor was or the chief, whatever I don't that guy, the boss was like a friend of their dad's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah Wait, gonna... Since since Kermit and and Fozzie are somehow supposed to be identical twins, th- we see a picture of their dad, and like he's he's a, a green Fozzie bear with Kermit eyes. Yeah, which, I'm gonna see that face for a while. Which does like make me wonder if their mom was like a brown frog with Fozzie eyes or something. I assume. I got that. Think. What happened is that. Like it was a, a Dragon Ball Z fusion. Type oh my situation. god! There we go. Um, it was that? And the, there, the, you know, they, like there's really no other explanation here. But uh, yeah, so they they get f- fired, um, in in the opening eight minutes of the movie. Uh, but they they manage to convince them we're gonna go to go to uh, London, Lon- old old London town, and get a get an interview with the lady who got her jewels stolen. Uh. I don't know if they are technically still working for the paper or not in the rest of this movie. You know, not that it's it really matters. Unclear. <laughs> I don't know if they are. Um, regardless, they fly. Uh, they do not get their travel comped, <laughs> and they fly out to England in the cargo hold. Yeah, what do they call it? <laughs> there Nine is class? 
Yeah, ninth class. There is a um, a running gag, another running gag in this movie that I quite like, where uh, Muppets just get tossed out of moving vehicles. <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. I'm just like, no, the, the plane is landing in Italy. You're landing in England. Yeah. <laughs> just toss them out the, uh, the bay doors and they land in a lake. Yeah, uh, Gonzo has a, t- has a TV in his crate. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, they're, they're all in like... They are all in animal transport crates. Uh, yeah, Kermit is labeled frog. Fozzie is labeled bear. Gonzo is labeled whatever. Yeah, I I had to look it up because also I was just like, what is Gonzo? And apparently that's a running thing, I guess, throughout all of Muppets. That I'm just yeah, not no one knows with. what Gonzo is. Well, no, he's an alien. It's a later uh, mo- mm. a later mo- no a later movie follows that because he's exactly even Gonzo doesn't know what he is. Okay, yeah. it's Muppets Gonzo's in space, Gonzo. I think. Oh God! I don't think that I have heard on... that is not one of the good ones. I don't think yeah, that one's on it's... Disney Plus, so we're safe. <laughs> yeah, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it wasn't very good. Uh, the leader, the leader ones, the the post Jim Muppet movies, I believe. <laughs> um, yep, long but, uh, he's an alien from a distant planet. Sorry, I had to look that up real quick. So yeah, they get tossed into a lake, uh, but they they landed in in Great Britain, um, which you know, and, and just. There's too much snappy dialogue for me to, to summarize here, but trust me when I say it's all very funny, and you should, uh, if you haven't seen it, just watch the movie. It's good. God, Fozzie's reaction. Some dude tells them that, they are, that they're in Great Britain. Oh, Great Britain, we'll never get to London now. Yeah, we'll never get to England now. So this gentleman here on the bench, uh, you know, gives them some travel advice, and, you know, they will need a suggestion for a hotel. It's like, oh, well, what, what? What's your price range? And and Kermit says free. Well, that does so, narrow it down a bit. Uh, yeah, so he's like places you can park your carcasses. And it's like bus terminal. It was like bus terminals under a bridge, the Happiness Hotel, and then I said <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. Oh, the Happiness um, Hotel. That one sounds nice. Okay. Yes. Gonzo over here. Hey, what's wrong with bus terminals? Gonzo, I, I do love. Gonzo's, um, how would I describe it? Gonzo-ness. Love of pain. Y- yeah. Is it love or is it... Uh, it's something. Resignation to pain. <laughs> <laughs> that it will happen. I don't know, because he was, he was specifically asking about just jumping out of the hot air balloon. So I want to put it maybe closer to love? Love of danger. There we go. I suppose. I think it's just the rule of funny. It's going to be I funny, mean, so he has to do it. Also, that it it is definitely when a, it, it is a classic character of Gonzo, where he just he just loves to do extra, exceedingly dangerous shit. Well, and you could um, argue him being an alien, he may not get hurt. Really? So he uh, they, they they catch a bus, and once again they get they get checked out of a moving vehicle. <laughs> the image of <laughs> these three Muppets. Getting tossed onto the fucking grimy London sidewalk is so funny. Dude, right? It is indescribable, um, the way that they they get thrown. But yeah, they're outside of the Happiness Hotel, which is... Well, it's Jeep. free. Yeah. <laughs> I love Side how, like, one of their payment options is literally sneak out in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> That's a popular one. So, yeah, they go into the Happiness Hotel, which is, well, it's free. Yeah, um, which, and is, which is there, I guess. 
it's it mostly there. Apparently, the kitchen has been destroyed uh, a few times, <laughs> and we see why uh, later. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have the the number, the Happiness Hotel, where yeah. all of these Muppets come out of the woodwork to greet the new guests. Yeah, it turns out um, the entirety of Electric Mayhem is staying here between gigs, which means they've been here for like I think he said five years. Yeah, five years. Uh, we got, yeah, we got I love how at here. one point, like, they point out that the Happiness Hotel does not have a kitchen, but at some point later in the movie, you see the Swedish chef magically appear out of a magically appearing kitchen. Well, I have an idea of why they did, why they said they didn't have a kitchen at the, in that song and later did. <laughs> yeah, it is explained uh, in that we'll scene. we'll get to later. <laughs> oh, okay. We will get to it later. Um, yeah, so, yeah, everyone's here. Got the you know, Swedish chef is here, Scooter is here, Sand the Eagle's apparently here. I don't know um, why. He shows up, like, twice. <laughs> He's here to be annoyed at everyone, which is which as is his want. Yes. Um, so yeah, they they are all here, and they they sing a song, and the bellhops are rats, and yeah. When when remarked upon, this Rizzo says, "You should see the chambermaids." Sure. And I, I'm sorry, I just looked at my notes. I looked a bit ahead, <laughs> and I do just have written down, "Gonzo was one sick fuck." Um, I don't know when that comes up, but it, I'm sure one of the many times is it, he's attracted to birds. I was going to say, is it probably um, him trying to take pictures of the pigeons? Or the chicken at the beginning. God. <laughs> yeah, because he was wanting to make that the front page, I think, right? Props to the Muppets for not letting a thing like species get in the way of love. Hey, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so oh, they're, they go up to their room. Um... Just, just like the most, the worst hotel room you've ever seen. What are these? Okay, what are these fucking deathbeds called? Uh, they have a know. name. Yeah, this is a real thing. Beds that like fold up into the yeah. wall to like save. Oh, this oh, is oh, a uh, Murphy beds. That, okay. Yeah, Murphy beds. So never ever sleep in one of these, or this will happen. <laughs> and you're not a muppet, so. I mean, that's essentially what they have like on cruise ships. Yep. Oh, okay. This is why I'll never grow on a cruise. Uh, yeah. Oh. So they they get they all get in their big Murphy bed and then they all get <laughs> this <laughs> happens into so, the wall. so many times and I love it. Yep. I've been on one in a train and on a cruise ship and at least I've never been rolled up into the ceiling on either one. So far, it's true. <laughs> so far, this is true. This is very true. So yeah, they uh, they get smashed in uh, another moment. I really like where they they're all trapped in the fucking <laughs> the bed chamber. And Kermit's like, can someone get the light? And then the light bulb just falls down and breaks. So they can all have a good night's rest, I guess. Eh, uh, such as it is. This is when we get a, a glimpse of, of Lady Holiday, uh, her operation. She's a fashion designer. Uh, and she has a lot to say about fashion, including to her three models here. Who she just sort of bad, like... Just, just, I, she calls one of them an ostrich. Yeah, she says one of them looks like an ostrich. Um, I don't remember what she said about the second one, but the third one, like, her dress was, like, tight where it should be loose and loose where it should be tight. One girl off to the side, she was, like, throwing ink on, and they acted like that was just part of it. Yes, that's high fashion. Um, I'd say with high fashion, you could legit do anything to the clothes and just be like, oh, that's the style. That's the look I was going for. She, um, kind of like she's most telling someone about her brother uh nikki holiday and she she does i believe call him it's on his door later where is it 
uh, an irresponsible parasite. She just goes on this long <laughs> rant about about her brother. To um, is it just is it to just uh, is it to the models or just some random lady? Uh, I think it's or is just, it to Miss Piggy. I don't remember. I think it's just to the room. Really? Be, yeah, I think it's just to the room and someone. After she is done going on this long spiel about her brother, um, someone just says, "Well." Why did you say all that? And she says, "Oh well, it's plot exhibition. It has to go somewhere," yeah. <laughs> and then just moves on. Um, so I don't remember why I put Gonzo as one sick fuck. It could be an oh, I remember it's what it is. It's he's leaping in front of the taxi. What? Oh, he's leaping in yeah. front of the taxi to stop it. That's right. That's how they hail the cab. <laughs> yeah, and he says it's great when it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah that's why that's right that's why it says so they get Beauregard yeah yeah he he lives at the happiness now hotel he says he's got a he lives in the happiness hotel he says he's got a driver's license yeah. I don't know if I believe him I don't know if I trust anything that this man says um cause they're he's taking them to Lady Holiday's and they get there eventually, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it's it's wild. Yeah, Kermit is going to an interview, Lady Holiday. And at this point, Lady uh, Miss Piggy enters the movie, uh, trying to become a model with with Holiday's firm or whatever. And instead, she gets hired on as a as a receptionist. Yeah, I love it. Off. She's like, I will settle for nothing less than a high fashion model. Well, how about a receptionist? Sometimes you gotta take what you can get. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so she is. Holiday leaves uh, to do something, and she leaves Piggy alone in her office, and she's just sort of, you know, being Miss Piggy. Um, and this is when Kermit walks in, and mistakes her for Lady Holiday because she's standing on her desk making grand proclamations about fashion. Which is a fair, fair mistake to make, I suppose. Uh, but this begins the the miscommunication, and also you know, Kermit and Miss Piggy, oh, they're kind of into each other. Uh, they 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 arrange a dinner date, and Miss Piggy provides the world's fakest address. <laughs> what are you talking about? Seventeen Highbrow Lane is totally legit. Which it turns out to be real. Um, See. But yeah, this is this is great. Uh, we also get the reveal uh, that the the three models are are involved with the um, with the the jewel thief thievery stuff. Yes, which somehow I missed like the first time I watched the movie because I watched it a couple times. I somehow we're mi- talking about it in the uh, on the way to the elevator. Yeah. Also, Gonzo gets his nose stuck in the elevator. <laughs> He's trying to take pictures of them. He there's another running guy where Gonzo is constantly taking pictures of people and surprising uh, them. Yeah, and just like everyone just goes ah, <laughs> which I mean, or gets like fair, briefly blinded, <laughs> such as the end of the Happiness Hotel montage where everybody's got dilated pupils. <laughs> that fucked me up seeing all of them with their eyes so big. Yes, yeah. No, I think this is where Beauregard enters the the movie, and this is where they they tell him to drive down to the Happiness Hotel. That's right. It's just, it's just straight down that way, and he just starts. <laughs> what he, I don't know what he does. He's playing Crazy Taxi, but extremely badly. I mean, is there um, any other way to play Crazy Taxi? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you can play. It is possible to play a good. Okay, that's fair. Not, I guess. Not Beauregard can't. I don't <laughs> think Beauregard's ever delivered a passenger successfully. I'm gonna say um, probably not. Based on how this scene goes, I, I like the bit. Yeah, I like the bit where he asks what the room number is, and Fry's like, oh, "We're on the second floor," and he's like, "Oh, well, I can only take you as far as the lobby." I know. <laughs> he just crashes into the lobby. Yeah. Uh, and lets them out, and this is where we see why the kitchen keeps getting destroyed. Yeah. He's like, hey, how do I get out of here? Uh, do a U-turn. Just do a U-turn. Okay, got it. And, of course, every time they saw they said go straight, he did a U-turn. So, of course, when they tell him to do a U-turn, he goes straight and just <laughs> drives right through the kitchen. Well, that explains the lack of the kitchen. And you can hear the Swedish chef ranting about it in the background. Yeah, because he... <laughs> the Swedish uh, chef has always been one of my favorites. Manager He's dude great. does say, looks like um, it looks like steering wheel souffle tonight, and Dennis is like, oh, not again. Yep. So this happens regularly. Which they, they managed to rebuild that kitchen frequently, but I guess, you know. I mean, it's props a, for getting it back up apparently fast. But... It's a Sisyphean yep. task is what it is. It really is. So this this sequence that comes up next is probably my favorite where uh so we get a, the songs of this movie I think aren't great. I think they're they're most they, they seem a little bit fillerish. I think some of them have good comedy bits in them, but yeah. the songs themselves You ever notice how Muppet songs are either one of two extremes? They either really slap, like the Here Comes Mr. Scrooge from Muppet Christmas Carol, or they're just kinda like eh. There's not yeah. really like an in between. Yeah, and yeah, like it's a on the movie. bright side, they're never bad. No, 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 they're never no. bad. It's just they're either they're... really good or they're just kind of eh. Yeah, yeah. It's a movie, and Happiness Hotel both slap. Uh, the rest of them, I can, I can take and leave. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so we get we get Kermit dressing up for his date. God, this Fozzie really wants to go on, but he, Kermit just says, "You cannot come with me." On a, on this interview date, I mean interview, I mean date, I mean interview. Something. Uh, and, need, and neither can everyone else in that in the fucking hotel, uh, which of course ends up happening anyway. So, Miss Piggy provided sort an of address, kind of, um, which turns out to be a real one. Except there are people living there, <laughs> and this is where <laughs> an extended. Bit uh, begins where the this old couple is having dinner and is having the most boring British conversation. God, you could it imagine. really the strength of this bit really is just how long it goes. It is fucking hilarious because they are Miss Piggy is scaling the the outside of this like penthouse apartment or whatever, <laughs> and. Uh, they, they're just in there, and she's like, oh, the weather yesterday was disappointing as well, and, you know, the day before that, it was it was fairly dreadful, you know, all that sort of thing. Hmm. And it's just like, it's just that. It's just that for, like, 15 minutes. Um, and then eventually, Neville, who is played by John Cleese, yeah. um... I forgot to look up who played Dorcas. Sort of, yeah, he looks up and says, uh, I believe there's, uh... Oh, I, ha- I actually have it written down. It's because he's being very quiet. And she's like, well, what is it, Neville? And he says, pig, you're climbing up the outside of the house, dear. Oh. And then just go back to eating. <laughs> um, I forgot as Miss Piggy. 
Yeah, as Miss Piggy is just climbing this house, and it it just it just keeps cutting back and forth to them talking about yeah, the children left, the pets are dead, the butler quit. So it's like we haven't left the house in fifteen years. Yeah, oh my god, I thought I heard her say that. I mean, to be fair, the guy has already survived a killer rabbit, so a pig climbing up the side of the house is ah. probably nothing new to him. And like, <laughs> holy grail for the win. Eventually, Miss Piggy gets in. And is crouching behind a, a shelf. And just as they're talking about how no one ever visits them, the doorbell rings. They just sort of sit there paralyzed. Like, um... Um, saying, should you answer the door? Should we? Should I answer the door? Should we both answer the door? <laughs> and eventually Miss Piggy is like, I'll answer it! Yeah. And just, like, stomps <laughs> off. Did they notice her here? I don't yes, think they, they okay, do. Okay. But, you know, it takes... Like a while. It takes these two a long time to do anything. Um, yeah, Kermit is there, <laughs> and then they're ready to go out to this, the, you know, go out to dinner, but he wants to see a, a, an upscale British house, and so they, they give a whirlwind to her <laughs> as they're being lightly, I would say a lightly pursued <laughs> by John Cleese, <laughs> sort of ambiently pursued. He just really can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a poker, a fire poker or something, but it's not really like going after them yeah it's more like well there's something going on i should probably see what that is yeah so they hide in the closet he finds them he suggests them a supper club <laughs> which is different than a restaurant i guess um, somehow i don't know i'm not fancy so i guess there's more dancing at a supper club and uh yeah so it's just i can't i can't, words not describe the way that the scene unfolds you have to just go watch it it's very fucking good um, and then when they once they get outside, it is revealed that the the fucking happiness hotel buzz is there, completely filled to the brim, with all of them. Uh, everyone from it, all of them. Uh, apparently, the back seat is quarantined. Whatever that means. Yeah, no idea. It does keep exploding. Maybe that's what it means. I, I guess. But uh, yeah, they, we got we get another song. I think is like, was it nightlife? Yeah, I think another kind of forgettable one yeah. uh, which is surprising from 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 dr teeth i know right electric mayhem is like always really good miss P- the, the the disgust they managed to get on miss piggy's face for this scene yes she's so uncomfortable that's how uh, you I get know. that kind of expression out of a muppet at one point she asks are these your friends and kermit says only the ones on the fenders <laughs> she's like you know they don't have to play so loud oh they don't mind yeah <laughs> really good line so they get to this club uh it's a very nice looking like it's extremely 70s uh extremely 70s looking club here um gonzo fozzy kermit and, and his piggy are all sitting down kermit, kermit looks at the uh looks at the menu and just goes Arr! yeah our boy dies <laughs> looks at the menu and just yeah. dies <laughs> I don't think a roast beef could shot should cost the same as an Oldsmobile. Um, <laughs> Which went so out they, in 2004, I think. Yep. That, I believe that is true. I'm checking so, the trivia. Yep. They, by, the way, the, by the way, at the time it premiered, that would have been around $7,000 or $20,000 a day. <laughs> I believe they they set the actual price there. I think it's like $170 uh, for dinner. So Gonzo goes gets a scheme. He's gonna start taking souvenir pictures of people and have them pay the uh, pay him ten dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking um, the first the first couple he takes a picture of is Jim Henson, 
and his wife, wife I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, I love the fact there's that there's another one. Is a cheating husband. Yes, I love <laughs> oh my that God. scene so much because he he is like he just he just keeps talking about how you know my wife can't see this. Uh, she's very sick. She's at home, and Gonzo just isn't getting it until she says, "My wife is at home," and he goes, "Oh, <laughs> okay <laughs> then." Uh, at some point, Lady Holiday and her brother Nikki show up. Nikki's got sideburns, <laughs> and he is like he's he is like the the American dirtbag brother to oh Lady God. Holiday's classic British upper crust. Lots of good bits about etiquette and whatnot. Speaking of etiquette, as, as Kermit and Miss Piggy are dancing out on the floor, we cut back to Fozzie who is committing uh, cocktail crimes. Um, he is pouring sugar into his martini. Okay, yeah. I it, thought that's until what he was... it is mm. cloudy. And just, I, I uh, never do this. Never do this to a martini. Do not. Fucking lunatic bear. Um, what does he say? He's like... Uh, something about it, 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 if you put enough sugar in it, it tastes good, which was a pretty funny line. At some point, we, we get a, we get another uh, um, uh, number here. Uh, this one's good because of the the choreography. I, it's a very fun looking number. Uh, but this is the point where Nikki and Miss Piggy meet on the dance floor. So now I do have here. Uh, back-to-back notes in <laughs> my my thing here. Uh, so Nikki appears, and I have the, the late great Charles Grodin plays Nikki Holiday in this movie. The very next note, oh my god, he wants to fuck Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, he does, though. He sure does. Oh. Um, he, the, 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 the in- <laughs> there's a point where he sees her on the dance floor. And and he's like, wow, who is that? And uh, Miss Holiday is like, oh, she's my receptionist. And she's like, she's astounding. And he, she goes, uh, yeah, 45, 45 words per minute, pretty average. Yeah. People be aching for that bacon. Uh, 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 <laughs> no. I'm sorry, guys, I had to. Liar. No, uh, you didn't. You did have to. Yes, I did. I lied but, about being sorry, but. Yeah. You know, during all of this upper class dancing action, uh, the, the the jewel thieves strike again uh, and, and steal her necklace right out from from her neck. Uh, the, this time, Gonzo manages manages to get the uh, the picture there uh, as they flee. But in the meantime, it turns out that Miss, P- uh, you know, they during the calls for for Lady Holiday and whatnot. Kermit realizes that Miss Piggy hey, has hey, been wait. lying this whole time. Wait, wait a minute. So that the the truth come out. Uh, she's been lying, and so she walks off. I love whenever. Uh, by the way, I love whenever they have the full body suit with the Miss Piggy head. Oh, uh, right. For scenes in this movie, it looks hilarious. <clears throat> oh, they do it. A, they do it a few times. The... Uh, when she's on the motorcycle later, and and here when she's walking sadly down this street. Yeah, Can you just the... imagine though being that stunt person that shows up and all you hear is "All right, put on the pig suit." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the best one though is coming up here in a little while, or here in a little while at the fashion show though. 
Yes, absolutely. But yeah, so this is uh, this is when Kermit <laughs> real sad. He's going around. He's at the park. This is when... <laughs> God. This scene. Yeah, this is yeah. This is when I just wrote in my notes in all caps. Peter Falk, because he see he shows up on this bench and it is literally just Peter Falk, and he's like, I know exactly what you're going through, buddy. Listen, I here's here's what happened, and then what was his whole story? So I it involved uh, chiefly it involved dry cleaning. I think. Yeah. And your brother Bernie. Hang on, I'm you open there. a, you open a dry cleaning place with your brother Bernie, but you can't compete with the one across the street. Yeah, like it's cheaper, and they have and more you, people, and they're getting clothes out faster, or something like that. And you, you have to the personal differences lead you to to split up with your brother, and you have to sell the store to the people who put you out of business. And that is when Kermit just says, "You are completely wrong about every single thing." I mean, one hundred percent of that was incorrect. Yeah, and that's when he just says, "Well, okay, you want to buy a watch?" <laughs> uh, this, uh, the, the the all right. So the 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 suggestion I get from the next line after that, which is like, "We're trying to make a movie here. Can you can you fuck off?" Is that? This ca- the character Peter Falk is playing wandered onto set yeah. and just said this insane shit and tried to sell Kermit a watch. Excellent. Oh, it's Great so stuff. good. It's outstanding. I love and and of course he 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 leaves after after Kermit says it, he just goes Pah, movie stars <laughs> and <just> walks off. <laughs> Apparently he was uncredited uh, as the tramp, but of course, oh once God. again, it's it's 1981. Everyone would know who Peter Falk was. Yeah, he was uncredited because so they didn't. When, to. Yeah, they did not need they they did not need to tell you who this man was. <laughs> so, this is when he encounters Miss Piggy, also being sad in the park. And this is another great bit of of fourth wall breaking where they they have an argument. Oh my God! That at first starts in script but then it just turns out to be you know they just she he accuses her of overacting <laughs> they just yell at each other for a little bit i'm trying to to portray, uh, what was it i'm trying to portray many emotions we'll pick one and do it yes. good <laughs> oh man there's so many killer lines in this movie um yeah, that's when they, they go back and this is, when we, this is when we have the bike riding number, which once again exists chiefly to show off how uh, they can make a puppet ride a bike. Yeah. Which I believe they did in the first one, if I'm not mistaken, but they have everybody riding bikes in this in this song. They're like, oh, you thought that was a fluke? You thought we were just like fucking around? No, no, no. no we sir. can do, look, look how good we can make this look. But yeah, so uh, I didn't really write. This is where my notes become very spotty because shit just starts happening. Yeah, I really kind of lose sight of the connective tissue between any two scenes at a time. Th- things get like go- start moving fast. <laughs> uh, all right, this is this is when they're at the the, the fashion show. Um, they they move over to the fashion show here, and and. Uh, the Nikki is, is launching their plan. He has, he has a weird scene with her in the dressing room. Hands off the hands off the ham, Nikki. Um, 
Calm down, sir. Calm your sideburns, <laughs> my good man. Uh, but this is where they decide she must be framed for the theft of all of those jewels. And so uh, he and his co-conspirators, who I believe all have rhyming names... I yep. believe the three models all Carla, have... Carla, Marla, like... and Darla, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, this is when they're, they're, doing, they're doing the fashion show, and one of them takes a very unconvincing spill. They're, uh, this, is, this starts the running line of Nikki's fake acting being the best thing in the world. Oh, my God. Because he's like, oh, no, you have to go on. How can we ever continue the show without you? Uh, and later he's like, Miss Piggy, how could you? It's excellent. Um, and so, of course, the plan is, yeah, Miss Piggy has to model the swimsuit, uh, the swimsuit, like, uh, portion of the fashion show. Because Marla, Carla, and or Darla, I don't remember which one is which. I don't know. Uh, took a spill. Um... And this is, of course, a dream come true. There is a line, Statler and Waldorfer, of course, in the audience. Uh, and when they announce that the, the swimwear uh, section is up next, they one of them go, uh, one of them says, uh, or Statler goes, hey, Waldorf, break off. Here come the bikinis. Yeah, okay, that was it. And then <laughs> Waldorf responds, oh, boy, but we better synchronize our pacemakers. That's what I'm going to go to. They're probably my favorite, not that period. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is, yeah, that's when Miss Piggy comes out. Everyone loves her. She, she gets a standing ovation. Everyone's taking pictures of her. And then, <laughs> then this num- this is the best number in the movie. This is the best musical number in the whole movie. Um, mostly because it contains the phrase <laughs> ecstasy, Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah. Which is just a uh, just a generally very funny phrase to say, uh, or especially to sing in a beautiful baritone, as Nikki apparently has. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's just like a, a just like a dream sequence where Miss Piggy imagines herself in this beautiful uh, void full of synchronized uh, pool dancers. Um, th- is this where the <laughs> is this where the fucking um, Full body pig suit is, yeah, is, at, appears like, again. At like the end of at like the end of the whole number, it's her. I think like on a diving board, diving back into yes. the pool. Yeah, I was definitely saw that. So that that seems like the person in the suit. She rises out of the water, has sparklers in her hair. At some point, Nikki and Kermit start dueling in the vocals. Yes, and then <laughs> she she jumps into the fountain because she got too lost in the sauce. Because <laughs> why not? Um. <laughs> Just looking this for is, my contact lens. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is when Nikki slips the jewels into the, into the coat that she, he's going to give her. And this Pardon. is also when, you know, once, once she pulls the jewels out and it's revealed that she uh, she's apparently stolen them, he goes, Miss Piggy, how could you? Yeah. In that exact tone. <laughs> And see, this uh, is uh, this is also a- this is the moment where, like, in any other heist movie or something, if someone's being framed for stealing a thing, like that stays in the pocket for like a good scene before someone's finally like, "Hey, what's that?" But she's immediately like, "This isn't mine." Yeah, this is the, this would normally happen a good uh, thirty minutes before this point in the film in a normal heist movie, but this is not a normal heist movie. Miss Piggy says that uh, his singing voice was dubbed. <laughs> 
<laughs> which I, I figured was probably true. Um, and Miss Piggy calls him out on it. Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah, like she says, that's why she prefers. That's ultimately why she prefers Kermit. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so they decide. And somehow they learn, uh, Kermit learns, that they are going to attempt to steal something called the Baseball Diamond. Oh, God. Uh, as their big grand finale <laughs> here, which is held in Mallory Gallery. <laughs> Just a very funny name for a place to have. Two, thi- um, two things the first time around, I was sure I had to be hearing wrong. Yeah, the Baseball Diamond in the Mallory Gallery. So it's it's time for like a so they, they decide they gotta they gotta bring Miss Piggy out of jail. She is innocent, uh, or at least Kermit thinks so. Fozzie and Gonzo not so not so uh, convinced. So, but we cut to Miss Piggy in prison. I do have in my notes. I love Orange is the New Black. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> so also, did you guys know in an earlier draft of this scene or of that movie, Queen Elizabeth II was going to be Miss Piggy's cellmate? <gasps> no. Oh my god, that's really good. I love that. It's very good. Um, so that's what I want to ask: is like, would the question be like, would she just be like off scene or off screen to be referred to, or how awesome would it have been if they had actually gotten the queen? That would have been <laughs> so good. So, the this is when Kermit comes in, uh, like posing as her lawyer, and this is <laughs> where uh, she asks who her, her lawyer was, and the, the guard says, "Little green guy," and <laughs> Miss Piggy says. That's why Kermit didn't come to visit me. He was finishing law school. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, they have a talk. Kermit promises to to stop them from sealing the baseball diamond and uh, clear her name. They make out through the mesh in the 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 jail meeting <laughs> Look at place. His mustache gets transferred over. <laughs> you have mesh marks on your face. Yes, Grayson. Very good. Grayson asked why she, why the mustache was on her face, and I did not know what to tell him because it was fake. S- uh, cell division. Like, uh, ah, fuck, <laughs> that's good. Da, 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 da. Thank you. This is when we get the planning montage, or no? This is actually no. Before that, let's say every we ca- have to every convince everyone. We have to convince everyone to go along with this incredibly dangerous plan, um, which could involve gunplay. Uh, martial arts. What I should have written this part down because it was extremely good. Just, just a Kermit listing all of the things that could go wrong. Every, uh, you could all die. Anyone could die. Yeah. Which of course is, makes everyone say, "Ah, I'm gonna." Yeah, by the, uh, this by the end of it, like Gonzo's the only one on board. Of course he is, because I, as as I noted before, Gonzo's a sick fuck. Yes. Um, yeah. Aliens. And. Uh, this is when Fozzie has like this huge hero speech. <laughs> Fozzie of all people, not I know. To con- Fozzie to convince everyone to go along, um, which is good. Which does get everyone. In, and he, later, he's like panting. He's like, "That that took a lot out of me." <laughs> so this is when we get the planning montage. We have the uh, the jewel thieves. They they are getting all of their incredibly like high tech equipment together, they got everything ready. And then we cut to the Happiness Hotel uh, where uh they don't seem to have anything. No, and they're first off, the things they're listing off are just complete bullshit. Like Yeah, like Frisbee, whoopee cushion. Yeah. And it's all oh, that's in the uh, other room. Like, oh, I forgot it. Yeah. 
Oh, we lost that. Yep, so they don't have anything. The Jewel Thieves have everything. And also, Miss Piggy breaks herself out of jail <laughs> this, by bending the bars. There's this awkward moment where, like, one of the other women in a different cell, like, makes eye contact with her and it's just like, do it. Yep. And she does it. She just bends the bars and breaks out of prison. Um, she went Uncle Iroh on those bars. Ah! She did. So, this this is where things get real light in my notes, because... It's just gags all the way down from here on out. Um, we have an Oscar the Grouch cameo. We do. And there is. Who else was well, in that I, ha- I, I noted that. Oh, he's uh, yeah, he's a famous director. Let me look him up. Um, Peter Ustinov? Yeah, uh, That's yes. it. Yes. Because he also has an extremely good um, joke in that. Yep. Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. I noted that scene because of what happens directly before that cameo. Um, oh, I'll wait then. <laughs> so... Yeah, we we just get them. Uh, they they arrive outside of Mallory Gallery. I love saying it <laughs> so a, as the the thieves have already snuck in. But they realize, you know, oh, there's a bunch of dogs around, and we can't break through the fence. So they have animal try to eat through the bars, God. but this draws the attention of the dogs. So they they tried. They decide to try a different tack. Meanwhile, Miss Piggy is trying to get a ride <laughs> to Mallory Gallery. And she finds a cement mixer uh, driven by by Peter Usanov here in a cameo, and he's he's giving her directions, and she's like, "Well, can you give me a ride?" And he's like, "Oh no, I can't. It's against regulations. I, I'm not allowed to. Sorry." <laughs> you can read, I presume. So, no passengers. So she carjacks him. Yeah, she just throws like just him straight out. up GTA style, tosses him out of the truck and drives away, and it's great. So he lands in the trash. This is when Oscar the Grouch shows, pops up and is like, oh, what's up with you? Um, it's like, what are you doing here? Uh, yeah, he and Oscar says, yeah, uh, brief cameo. Or it's like, brief uncredited cameo. And he go, he looks at the camera and Peter looks at the camera and says, me too. <laughs> uh, excellent. This is when the pizza guy gag starts, which is outstanding. <laughs> but I hate pepperoni. <laughs> like this fucking guy, this guard is the is, is so stupid. It's a, it's incredible. Yeah, the, it is the classic. You you ordered a pizza bit. You're, oh well, we have your name on the slip right here. Uh, also, Fozzie is doing an Italian accent throughout this. Uh, just just something good to note. Um, and he's like. Oh yeah, well, what's the name on the slip? Oh, uh, what's your name? Well, what's your name? Henderson. Oh, hey, that's what it says right here, Henderson. Oh, oh, I guess it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah. So they sneak in successfully with that. They, they, the way that they get everyone in is oh my god that. They talk this guy's ear off. They argue with him about the pepperoni and suggest feeding it to the dogs. And while they're talking to him, everyone else just walks in behind him. Um, and they, uh, w- while the dogs are busy eating the pepperoni, they try to figure out how they're going to scale this building. Uh, turns out they don't need to worry about that because they get frightened into scaling it by the dogs coming over, uh, presumably to chew on these all these toys that are that are hanging around. Don't let dogs near Muppets. That won't end. Yeah, well. no. 
Although Rolf, Rolf later manages to calm them down. <laughs> Rolf is killed. It's always, it's good to it's know. always useful to speak two languages. Yeah. yeah. He's bilingual, though, um, hey? Meanwhile, Miss Piggy has stolen a motorcycle <sighs> and, and is on her way still to Mallory Gallery. Yeah. Oh. This is where... I did forget. The shit's... One of my favorite running bits in oh, the movie has, has officially started by now, where Kermit will say, we're going to catch them red-handed, and someone else in the scene yes. will go, well, what color are their hands now? Yeah. The, it, Beauregard starts <laughs> That's it, Okay, I couldn't uh, remember who at, started Back at the Hotel. Uh, which is good, but it, Miss Piggy, <laughs> Miss Piggy later says it in the jail. Yeah, she says it which in is the extremely jail, good. And then somebody says and it while they're still on the roof. Says I, it again. I think it's Beauregard. Is it Beauregard again? again? Okay. Uh, yes. So yeah, this is when so they're 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 above this like big window looking down at the baseball diamond, which is a gigantic diamond set in a catcher's mitt. God, yeah. Um, and they're trying to figure out. How they are going to uh, to get them? Oh, I, I should say, we forgot to mention that the reason that they have to do all this is because the evidence of Nikki stealing the necklace at the restaurant, or excuse me, the supper club, was destroyed because they were developing their photos in the bathroom, <laughs> the only bathroom yep. in the Happiness Hotel. And so, of course, invariably, so, somebody—I don't even remember who—opened the door. <laughs> literally, everyone. Yeah. Everybody busted the door open. Um, so yeah, they they have to do this to to clear Miss Piggy's name, which they do by they foil the plot to grab the baseball diamond by by like killing Beaker. Yes. So first of all, they have to d- <laughs> disable the alarm, which they do by having Beaker absorb all of the electricity. Um, and then they all fall down there and they play baseball. Oh my god, yeah. They play baseball to keep the diamond away from the thieves. There is a sports announcer. Yeah, okay, I'm pretty sure we haven't seen throughout the whole rest of this movie so far. Yes. Literally, my last note is just, I can't really describe the end of this movie other than hijinks ensue, because that's all that happens. They play baseball, uh, eventually... One of the thieves cat. I think Nikki catches it and then holds Kermit, <laughs> holds Kermit at gunpoint. Um, very funny sentence to say. He holds Kermit at gunpoint, uh, and he, when they ask him why he does it, why he's doing all, he's like, well, I, "I'm the villain. <laughs> I'm supposed to do this." Um, that's when Miss Piggy crashes through the window on her fucking stolen motorcycle and DDTs <laughs> Nikki. It's uh, it's pretty great. It's all's well that ends well. Yeah, I think. Uh, Miss Miss Piggy becomes a model. Probably, I don't remember if that uh, that is true or not. Or does she come back with Kermit? Who can say? No, that's right. She all goes that back I know to for America sure. Kermit. All I know for sure is that it, it was the Chronicle did comp them for their travel this time, <laughs> uh, but they're still in ninth class. And we get one last. Uh, oh, I, I should have mentioned there. Animal is being weird throughout this entire last scene okay, with the supermodel thing. I mean, let me, let, me, let me stop you right there, Nero. Animal is weird. Yeah, I was he is say. weird. He was being especially weird here. Again, okay. that's not out of character for Animal, but okay, I can see that. That's very true. <laughs> 
But yeah, they, they, we get one last scene of everyone getting uh, trucked out of a moving vehicle. <laughs> this time they gave him parachutes, though, which was nice. Yeah. Before they did not. Yeah, because that's... Just cause, had to hope that they landed. Because that's our credits. It's just all yep. of them, like, parachuting down together. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the great Muppet game. But the thing about it is, it's, it's very fun. It's a very good movie. Hard to summarize. Yes. You can't... You just watch it for yourself. It's fun. It's always good to see the Muppets. I need to watch more of the older Muppet stuff. I, I still have never seen the first one, the first Muppet movie. I saw it like forever um, ago, but I don't remember anything about it. The only Muppet movie I really remember is the Christmas Carol one. I like yeah, I'm pretty it. sure I've only seen yes. Christmas Carol and maybe Treasure Island. I remember seeing Treasure Island. I saw Christmas Carol. I unfortunately saw Muppets in Space. I mean, Christmas Carol is like one of the best ones. So, you oh, know. Dude, you got freaking Alfred playing Scrooge. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, it, uh, Muppets, Great Muppet Caper comfortably settled into the number three spot on my list. I, I would definitely put this on, like, whenever I just wanted some nonsense going on. Some classic Muppet shenanigans, uh, to, to hang out and watch. <laughs> we have a couple of questions. Yes, uh, we got one on Twitter. One on Twitter, one, and two on Discord. I'll take the Twitter one, because I have it open. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, Jazz and Marsh at Pidmon on Twitter. What would you make the objective of a heist in a tabletop game? I mean, part of it does sort of depend on the system that you're playing, I guess. Yeah, and also, like, what is the tone? I mean, obviously, you know, the baseball diamond in Mallory Gallery is a pretty funny <laughs> objective. Um, I think, me personally, just because I've been thinking about it a lot, I would make the... The objective of the heist, the original uh, Miss Piggy human suit <gasps> yes. uh, oh my God, from yes. this movie. <laughs> that actually might be able to play into another question that we have on Discord. <laughs> oh my God, it still, does. Still a very valuable piece of film history. We need to take that and run with it when we get to the Discord questions. <laughs> oh my God. So that's what I would make uh, the, the, the object of of thievery for a uh for a tabletop game at least right now because yeah. I, I just i have been un unable to think about it uh i did i was a player in a campaign of masks once where it actually ended up being my character's whole thing ended up revolving around mountain dew so if i were to replay <laughs> if i were to replay that and we did a heist some form of mountain dew involvement i'm sure the fucking secret mountain dew formula it was yeah uh, Ooh, we decided as like a side plot my character and one of the npcs just every time there was downtime between sessions we're just working in a lab trying to develop the perfect mountain dew oh my god was just pouring all of the different flavors into a beaker it was i don't even oh, i don't remember everything that the that our gm came up with but it ended up being this this concoction that on its own tasted terrible, but if you have a mouthful of mayonnaise right before you drink it, it tastes like the best thing in the world. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, God. <laughs> a mouthful of mayonnaise. Well, not a mouthful, not but yeah, if it. you have some mayonnaise like right before you drink it, it was like the greatest thing in the universe. I mean, I like mayonnaise on sandwiches and burgers and stuff, but I can't just hold it in my mouth. Oh, God, that yeah, makes what me want to gag the amount, just thinking about it. What is the amount of mayonnaise that you would have to have well, right, before right. drinking the secret dew? And it, Like, if you took a bite 
of a club sandwich, right? And it has mayonnaise on <laughs> like it. Would that chicken. be sufficient? We were saying to like get the effect? we were saying like carrying it around in like ketchup packets. Basically. Oh, oh no. god! And then somewhere during the campaign, no. I forget I I what the justification little. for it was. My character got like Mountain Dew Mancy. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, all right, sure. I'm so about so yeah. Anyways. All of that to say, like the, the perfect Mountain Dew, the hypothetical perfect Mountain Dew. Yeah, I would. I would steal the perfect Mountain Dew. Honestly, I would just steal a fucking twelve pack of Baja Blast. Oh my at god, this point. dude! Yeah, I can't or, find it anywhere. Livewire. I haven't had that shit in years. Yeah, I. Uh, the only thing I can reliably find that I like is Code Red. I can find Voltage, but whenever I drink Voltage, it it, it makes me feel like I'm dying for some reason. <laughs> Weird how that happens. Good. Uh, voltage just sort of. I don't know what happens. I just don't. It just doesn't make me feel. I can drink all the other ones just fine, but for some reason it's voltage. It's just like, uh. Uh. Cat, what would you steal? What would be the target of a heist? The KFC secret recipe. There we go. Yep. The 11 herbs and spices. Yes, I would. That's my goal. Good one. Worthy. Who's, who's got the Discord question? Uh, I've got them pulled up right here. Do you, Steven? Yeah, we have like three questions, all of them by Casey. <laughs> what's your so an- we have, uh, what's, yeah, what's number your one? Answer to the- oh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, what's your answer to the age-old question? What movie would you replace all the actors with Muppets except for one person? <laughs> um, honestly, <laughs> just because... Just Honestly, I can't. I have no justification just because. But the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I want to keep. Who I don't know who would be the funniest to keep. But replace like everybody else in that with Muppets. Uh, let's see. I mean, I could go with like a, the classic, fucking uh, oh yeah, Ken Russell's The Devils. I'll I'll replace all of that with Muppets. No, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh. But who's the who's the one person that you wouldn't replace though? Tom Hardy. Fair. <laughs> oh, as a funnier pick, if you guys ever saw the movie Bedazzled with Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. yes. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I don't know which one of the two yeah. to keep, but it's got to be one of them. Brendan Fraser. There we go. Keep yeah, keep Brendan keep, Fraser. Keep Brendan Fraser. Absolutely. I would do the live action Battle Royale movie. Oh my god. Because it's already so <laughs> over the top anyway, the Muppets would be perfect. And I would keep, uh, let's see. I would either keep Tatsuya Fujiwara or I would keep, yeah, beat Takashi or Tatsuya Fujiwara, who's the main character. I think it should absolutely be beat Takashi. Yeah. Oh my god, yes, it, that's true, because then we get to see him cap a Muppet at the beginning. Oh my yes. god. Okay. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> oh my god, Muppet Battle Royale That's a would pretty be good amazing. One. I know. <laughs> oh, Miss Piggy man. would be, uh, she'd be Mitsuko. <laughs> oh, absolutely. For sure. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, next one from Casey is, got any obscure Muppets you particularly enjoy? I um, don't have enough Muppet, my Muppet knowledge. for this, I think. It does, not, it does not run that deep. Right. Uh, I do have one... Like I, I have some Muppet trivia because I watched all of the uh, the Defunct Land Muppet like miniseries where he just talked about the, all of the, the the Jim Henson, Ooh. the history of the Jim Henson stuff. Um, I guess 
my favorite obscure Muppet related thing. It's not that obscure, but I I I love the like hilariously violent Wilkins coffee ads he did. Dude, before I've all of that those. stuff, where it was it was just someone it just like proto Kermit murdering oh, the shit oh my. out of someone who didn't want to drink coffee. Those were fucked up. Those were real. And, I thought that and, was like a spoof. No, yeah, those are those were real. Oh, they're shit. great. I love them. Uh, they're hilarious. Th- those are great. I had, like, it's like, yeah, just, it's... on Reddit, but I was like, okay, that's just a fan thing. That's a joke. But holy no, shit, he, real. he really did those. That's amazing. Which also reminds me of the. Uh, yeah, you should uh, look up the defunct land Muppet videos. They're great. They're very informative. They also uh, taught me. Uh, I learned about the attempted uh the the like more adult sketch comedy style oh yeah muppet show reboot he wanted and do you know what it is called do you know what he wanted to call that show it was gonna be called muppets sex and violence oh my god (laughs) great name oh man i'm dropping the name name. here chat just so i remember later yes I'll link the first uh the first video in there after we're done here but yeah that is that my favorite I guess my favorite obscure Muppet is uh, is 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 the the murderous proto Kermit from the Wilkins ads. I don't know that I really have obscure Muppets. I mean, you know, I already said Statler and Mulder for my favorites, and they're definitely not obscure. Um, as far as like random Muppets go, I know when I was younger, I thought the blonde chick from uh from Electric uh, Electric Mayhem was cool. Janice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's a bit. I don't know oh, why yeah, I, I forgot she one cool as a kid. That may have had something to do with I did also for... Hanson at the time. Maybe that was it. But <laughs> maybe uh, there is a bit I forgot to mention earlier. When there's a bit where everyone is like talking over each other, um, and then someone calls for quiet, and she's still talking about being naked on oh the beach. Oh my god! Or yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Pretty great. God. What's your What's your favorite obscure Muppet, Steven? I don't know about obscure because I don't have enough Muppet exposure, but I do I do get very happy anytime I see basically anybody from Electric Mayhem, but probably especially Animal and yeah. Dr. T. Yeah, yeah. Animal's definitely not obscure. No, hell no. Animal's like the, no. the most famous one of those guys. <laughs> He's like the face of Electric Mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! Despite the fact that I'm pretty sure it's called Dr. Teeth in the Electric Mayhem. It is, Mayhem. Yeah. it <laughs> is, yeah. Have I, although I will say also, I like Beaker. Have you guys seen the Tumblr post of the pack of Beakers on the street at 2 a.m.? Yes, I, I have. Think I have. <laughs> Terrifying. It's emo Beaker, the one Beaker snitching at the photographer, the third Beaker that's about to throw hands. God. Yeah, that, that, that is a terrifying I'm gonna, photograph. I'll, I'll find it and show it to you, Steven. Okay. I'm going to have to Haunting. look for the Archer segment where he was... Okay, for uh, where he was trying to remember Bunsen's name as like they're getting invaded by the FBI or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, last question here from Casey in the Discord. Tufa. What roles do each of you play in your elaborate comedy heist? What are you stealing? Well, I think we were already <laughs> decided we were going to steal the human size yes, of Yes, we are. From this film. I'm the distraction. <laughs> Okay, so you're I you're doing the pizza box the... out front. I'm doing the pizza box, yeah. or, I'm ca- or either that, or I'm like blowing something up. <laughs> right, I will be driving uh, the exploding happiness hotel bus. Oh, geez, yeah, that means I gotta me be the driver. Try to do the actual infiltration. Oh. 
You can use yeah, you can use Grayson and that. Mia though, because they're little and they can get under the laser trap. That's there right. is that. <laughs> I can I can try to get wrangle them under like past any lasers. So there is. You fit them in the vents. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We, we got it perfectly. Hopefully, I'm a better driver than Beauregard. I mean, you're a better driver. <laughs> I think than me. most. Of, yeah, I was gonna say. I think most of us pretty much are. And I put the beaker pick in the Musketeer chat for you, Stephen. Oh boy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> if I turned the corner at three a.m. and I saw that in the street, I would shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. This is how I die. Yep. Oh, the fucking point. I just love the goth beaker. <laughs> I love the fact that someone so took good. the time to make a goth beaker outfit. How do you have? I, I just noticed that the goth the goth beaker has lifted boots. He does. Oh my he does. god, he does. <laughs> and he's got the paler skin as opposed to the other beakers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it does. X. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Yeah, um, my pizza's good. Perhaps this was good. This was a this was a cute one. Hooray! It's a good one. Yeah. So, I guess it's time for plugs. Yes. Uh, well, you know me. I'm not near. I'm near. You can find me at Dragon Smoocher and find my other podcast uh, at Podcast of Power over on Twitter. Where we talk about Shira. We accidentally skipped an episode oh, no. <laughs> not not in recording How dare. we just forgot to upload it oh, uh so we'll be fixing that ah. soon uh don't worry shot in the dark will be up shortly uh by the time this is up it'll certainly be out uh you definitely need to because you're almost to season three which is almost a season four which is my favorite season <laughs> um i'm getting sidetracked and, by uh, full metal alchemist that's fair we are hurtling Towards the end of that show, we have we have uh, four episodes left, and we're going to be doing the the two part finale in one episode. Ooh. So hey, it's going to be fun. Is that going to be like a super episode. Yeah, yep. uh, y'all nice. have already Almost gotten certainly. to Catcher's Space Cat. I keep yes. forgetting its name. That's the episode we skipped. <laughs> accidentally. Shame. So yeah, that's that's me. Uh, um, I am on Twitter at Marshmallow. It's spelled like Marshmallow, but with my name. I'm also at Dad underscore Tastic, where I usually remember to post a dad joke. Uh, our Twitter is at Disney minus Pod. And I'm Kat. Uh, you can find me lurking around Discord, of course, under my handle Zura. Um, you can also see me on Disney minus Off Weeks uh, doing Kingdom Hearts, where Steven hey. is dragging me through every game in the series. <laughs> Managed to successfully keep the fact that Chain of Memories has two whole storylines from her until the end. And also, success story, during the last recording, I made it 30 minutes into the episode without calling Riku a bitch. Well, it was 30 minutes into our the Discord call. 15 minutes into the episode. It still counts. <laughs> That's still a record for me, Steven. That was That's physically fair. painful. Okay, but yes, now that plugs are done, hey, Kat, it's your pick. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I really had to think about this one. I wanted to pick a good one. And, you know, guys, we've been doing this for a bit together, right? Like, I know we've been with Nero since Janu- January. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Decem- uh-huh. Well, December, January. But, uh, you know, uh, we're a kind of different group. You know, we've all got our different viewpoints. But I really feel like, you know, we've managed to see eye to eye and really listen to each other's hearts. Oh, goodness. Um, He's doing a speech like so, the time I picked Million Dollar Duck. 
So now I'm thinking that it's time for us to uh, shake our groove thing and watch an extremely goofy movie. Ah! Oh, fuck. Yes. An extremely goofy movie. I don't know if we can handle that, that sequel, much. We can try. Sequel, we got us. It's, it's got disco. It's got poetry girl. It's got, it's got the it X. It doesn't game. have Roxanne. It yeah, weirdly, Roxanne. it doesn't have Roxanne in it. But we get, she has but, been unpersoned. But we get to meet Beret Girl. I guess that's true. Just Little Miss Mochaccino. Updating the list. And, uh, you know, Goofy gets to yuck. So. Oh, God, he does. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Hey, dude's earned it at this point, okay? Okay, yeah, that's you know, true. I, I, you know, I guess he has. And also, Bobby finally loses the mohawk. Oh, yeah. A tragic loss. But, I mean, it's still Pauly Shore, and I, I, he rocks the buzz cut. Well, I guess, yeah, next time we're going to get some fucking extreme sports Hell in here. Hell, yeah. With an extremely goofy movie. But sadly, no power line. Womp womp. Damn. They should have had Tony Hawk in this movie. Right? They should have. I know they're rollerblading and he's a skateboarder, I would, but still. Like, if, even if not, like, a big voice, have him at least do a cameo. It should have just been... <laughs> just put him in the movie. Just, like, green screen him in. Right. <laughs> don't, don't even animate him. <laughs> I'm, Disney has to own him to some extent at this point. They own goddamn everything. I'm like, dude, he ma- he was in a Simpsons episode. He can See? make a goofy... He can do an extremely goofy movie. I wonder if his fame at that point was big enough for that, though. Ooh, that's a good point. Ooh. Like, of course, he's he's a highest old name now. Like, let me see, what, when, let me see when that came out. Hang on. That, uh, that came out in 2000. Like, yeah, 2000. So, no, Tony Hawk, I think, was still pretty big right about that. Yeah. He... Well, that was... When did the first Tony Hawk game come out? It was it was PS one, so it was like yeah. late nineties. So yeah, maybe. Hmm, we'll have to do we'll have to do research. We'll have to do the math to see if during production of of an extremely goofy movie, Tony Hawk would have been sufficiently famous enough to get a cameo. And if he was, we will have words. Well, wait. So the initial Pro Skater that came out at nineteen ninety nine. So it came out like it started right around the time uh, extremely goofy movie did. Oh shit, he retired Maybe. in 2003? Yeah. Damn. But I mean, they were still he doing made... games up until 2014 at least. Well, he made a bajillion dollars off of royalties. <laughs> he did not need to skateboard anymore. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, honestly, the poor guy might break something at this point. I mean, you know, also that. He's broken all. He's already broken a billion things. Right. Uh... A million times. Yes. But anyway, so. Next. Next time, extremely goofy movie. Yes. Got to say it like that. Or extremely goofy. There we movie. go. There we go. Because you can pull that off. Bro, extremely goofy movie. <laughs> Tubular. Tubular. Goofy voice saying. Gnarly, dude. Okay, Nero's having a little too much fun now. Maps. Gosh, Max, it's gnarly to the max. Oh, my God. Yuck! <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I'm going to give us all a mercy and hit stop. Yeah. Okay. Um, y'all have. You fun. gotta leave. You gotta leave that in, Stephen. Oh, of course. Uh, we don't. It's the episode's not done until we say fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. <laughs>